Today's podcast is one that shares something that has given me a greater sense of being anchored in the Lord during these very strange and unusual times in the earth. I love it when the Lord speaks to us in His Word, or from other people speaking into our lives, and also through dreams or visions. Now, what I'm about to share with you is a significant dream that I had not too many nights ago. I know that the dream was from the Lord, because it spoke to the things that I had been praying about and asking the Lord to give me confirmation over, as well as insights to these prayers. If you will research the Word of God, you will see how the Lord has used dreams and spoken to people through dreams and visions, and led them not only out of dangerous situations, but also spoke to them about situations that were about to take place in their lives. In Numbers 12.6 is one of those verses. Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. The dream I had was very detailed and very vivid. I've had several of these in my walk with the Lord for many years. It began with me standing on the tarmac of an airport runway, walking towards an airplane, where you had to climb up a tall and narrow stairway in order to enter the plane. As I was standing at the bottom of the stairway, I turned around and looked behind me. Standing directly in front of me was an individual whom I recognized. She was holding two very large babies in her arms. They both were grossly oversized, and their faces looked like adults. These babies were throwing temper tantrums and crying and wanted lots of attention. The letters PhD showed up on the forehead of this person holding the babies. She was shouting at me that I did not have time to get on the plane because we had to take care of all these babies. I knew in my spirit in the dream that these babies represented adults who still act like children and want to have intellectualism and others with educational or intellectual abilities tend to their every need and they were forever wanting attention. Behind my friend was a shoulder-high picket fence that was very worn and splintered. Behind the fence were all kinds of people laughing and mocking and partying. Some were very enraged and were spewing out nasty words and hateful statements. This was all being directed at the people who were climbing or ascending the stairway climbing up to a higher level to enter a jumbo jet. I began my ascent on the steps and turned around and noticed that my friend was very angry at me for not listening to her ideas about how to handle all the troubles going on with adults acting like children today. I knew that I had a very tight time frame to get up the stairs and get on the plane. So I turned around, sadly knowing that I had to put a distance between myself and the things going on behind me and keep moving upward. When I reached the point of the entry on the plane, a policewoman of sorts put her arm out and said, you cannot enter. There are only a certain amount of people allowed on this specific flight. I very kindly told her that my husband had already boarded the plane and that we had tickets. She looked at me and said, yes, then you may pass. You may enter. As I stepped into the plane, it looked like it had a very simple, low-stage platform down in the front of the plane, and the seating looked like an auditorium with spacious seating. 
there was a single door on the back wall of the small stage. People were milling around by their seats and quietly enjoying warm conversations in anticipation that someone important was going to be coming out and addressing them. I then noticed that there was a dividing wall down the middle of the plane, and there were people on the other side of the wall as well that were seated. I could not see my husband Steve, so I spoke out loud and shouted, Steve Lindo? And I heard his voice from around the other side of the wall saying, I'm over here. As I went around the corner, I saw Steve in the very far back of the seating area where there were just two reclining type airplane seats that were very comfortable. When I went back to be with him, I noticed that his leg was in a leg brace and a foot boot. Now in real life, Steve was actually fighting a disjointed bone in his foot at the time that I'd had the dream and had been wearing a foot boot around the house. Steve was smiling and had his foot propped up and looked very comfortable. As I was about to take my seat next to him, an individual in a professional pilot's type of airline suit came up to us and told us that there were two special seats for us behind us in an alcove. Now, I noticed on the hat that he wore was the word steward in capital letters. This individual was very kind and helpful and made sure that we were guided to the alcove where two very comfortable, extra-wide, padded luxury seats were located. As I sat down in this amazing chair, I looked to the left of me, and on the wall there was an affixed sign that said, Prayer Room. In the dream, I said out loud, Wow, I have never seen a prayer room on an airplane before. The steward stood there and smiled at me and nodded his head knowingly. I had a feeling this was the Lord as a pilot helping us to get settled and he was stewarding us and ministering to us as we positioned ourselves for the flight we were just about to take. Now, just before this individual left us, he leaned over and winked at us and said, buckle up. At that point in the dream, we were made aware that we were going to need to have the seatbelts on in order to endure the intensity of the flight. I woke up, and after this dream, I knew that I'd heard something from the Holy Spirit very important for the times that we are in. As I began to pray and search the scriptures, the Lord unpacked the dream for me. The tarmac represented the earthly road that we walk on every day. People travel back and forth in the earth and on the earth every day. As I was approaching the stairway to go up and ascend into the jumbo jet, there were distractions and conversations going on that were trying to get me to challenge my decision or change my decision in order to follow what would look like common sense, intellectual advice, or following the narrative of angry people or feeling humiliated by people who had mocking spirits. Since Steve and I have also been involved in much pastoral counseling the past five years, one thing that stood out strongly in the vision dream was that the PhD written across the forehead of the woman stood for trying to solve things or trying to attain helping people through discourse of the mind or using humanism and coping mechanisms to help tame the soul. The two large babies that had the faces of adults that were throwing temper tantrums spoke very strongly of many believers who refused to grow up into mature adults in the Lord and refused to become responsible for their own choices and actions and instead throw temper tantrums and cry and scream and blame everyone else for their immaturity 
or reoccurring problems. This is also a common narrative in the world right now that is causing great division among people groups, as well as the push for verbal abuse and the ability to character assassinate. I knew that I had to turn my back on everything that was causing me to be distracted or overwhelmed, as well as walk away from dependence on anything that clinical or educational pursuits that might be allowed to cloud my ability to ascend higher in the Lord. I knew that this stairway that I was going up to get into the jumbo jet was very steep and it was very narrow and that I had to focus on climbing. In Matthew seven thirteen through 14 it says, There are two paths before you. You may take only one path. One doorway is narrow, and one door is wide. Go through the narrow door, for the wide door leads to a wide path, and the wide path is broad. The wide, broad path is easy, and the wide, broad path has many, many people on it. But the wide, broad, easy, crowded path leads to death. Now then, that narrow door leads to a narrow road that in turn leads to life. It is hard to find that road, and not many people manage it. The policewoman at the entry door on the plane, I believe, is an example of the protection of the Lord using a discernment factor as to who you allow to travel with you in this next phase of your walk with the Lord, as well as the kind of relationships and fellowship that will be forming in the days ahead. I was allowed to pass and enter because Steve and I had already agreed that we were going to travel together and be in agreement as a couple to obey and follow the path that God was leading us on, even if we knew it would be hard. There was an atmosphere of anticipation among everyone that was milling around and standing by their seats before the flight took off. And again, the platform was just a simple stage with one door in the center. And it seemed as if someone was going to step out and address everyone once the flight took off. But everyone was at peace knowing that this was a very important announcement, but that there was a specific timing for it. As I called out for Steve to locate him and he called me, and I went around the wall and began to move towards where he was sitting, I was aware of a very sweet presence, an atmosphere of holiness and reverence. We were seated in the back, but no one at all felt like they had any kind of priority seating or notoriety. All of the seats were very plush and comfortable for everyone in order to make the trip bearable during its time of flight. The Lord then began to speak to me about Steve's leg boot and knee brace that he was wearing in the dream. He showed me that so many in the body of Christ are in a time of being called up into a higher place with the Lord, and that during this difficult and pressure-filled time in the earth right now, people have felt hobbled as if they are unable to move about freely and travel and function in jobs or pursuits as they had in the past, and weren't able to freely do things in missionary work or evangelical work during the restrictions that have been placed on them. The Lord very sweetly let me know that He is stewarding this time. Now, remember the man with the hat that said steward on it? Well, during this time that we are all experiencing the great discomforts of being either isolated or locked down or hindered, and most all of us are very aware that the pressure has been intense for so many, and it has immobilized so many people. The Lord is sending us help, and He is wanting us to steward this time wisely and use it for the purpose of coming into a bigger place a broader expanse of the understanding of ascending higher into a place of relationship with Him. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him 
in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. As the steward gently guided us over, raised us up to the alcove to the two extra plush, extra comfortable reclining seats that were prepared for us, we were being seated with him in heavenly realms. The Lord showed me that when he moves us into a different place or when he is causing us to travel into a new location or a place with him, he puts us under the shadow of his wing and protects us and shields us while we are in that time of transition and change. And as I saw the sign positioned or affixed on the wall that said prayer room and even spoke out loud in the dream saying, wow, I've never seen a prayer room on a plane before. It was as if the Holy Spirit was saying to me, when I move you into a new place of transition, even if you feel hobbled or you feel restrained or restricted, this is because I am drawing you into a place or a new plane of prayer. He wants us to understand that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places and that ascended place of intercession in prayer is a place where the strongholds and warfare are viewed from the pure wisdom of God's view and God's understanding. Colossians 3.1 says, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now remember, we were on a jumbo jet with only selected people who were allowed to be on that flight, waiting for instructions from someone that was going to come through a single door on a platform. I believe that those on the plane represented a fresh unity and equal playing field in the body of Christ. Everyone had a place to sit and a place to comfortably spread out, and yet there was no title or competition for position or notoriety or elite seating. Everyone was waiting to be told to take their seats and were anticipating this unique flight and waiting for instructions from the person who would come through the door. Now, the last part of the dream was very significant. When Steve and I had gotten over the surprise at the extremely comfortable and roomy seats that were given in the prayer alcove, I was impressed to remember the steward that stood by quietly and was smiling, but was very much a professional in his uniform. Remember, he leaned over and winked at us and said, buckle up. Now, this was said kindly, and the wink was in a sense of being humorous, but when he said it, it was as if we were being told, you need to make sure you are ready for what you are about to experience in prayer on this next journey. After much meditation and praying and dialoguing with Steve and a few other individuals in ministry that I respect, I feel that this dream is an indicator to the body of Christ to leave behind the things that so easily trip us up and to also allow ourselves to be separated from the things that the world has to offer us or the things that the world is throwing at us to mock what we believe in Christ as truth. We are no longer to lean upon our own understanding, our own intellect, or our own intellectual assumptions about giftings and callings. We are to quickly climb and ascend with Christ at this time as the path narrows and gather among those that God has assigned us to be in unity with in prayer. This is a time of the Holy Spirit drawing us into an atmosphere of reverence, and it may feel a little cloistered and compressed for a while, as if being hobbled, but it is in fact a place of being called to come up higher into the things of the Spirit of God. And as we hide under the shadow of His wings and we intercede and we pray in the Spirit and wait upon the Lord and steward this time, we are being prepared and kept safe as we buckle up for some of the turbulence in the days ahead. Whoever was about to step out on the platform in front of the plane was someone of great significance, which I believe was the Lord himself giving divine instructions and fresh commissioning to those who were selected to be on this flight. 
They came from all walks of life, all ethnic backgrounds, and had one thing in common. They wanted to walk in unity and in a deeper level of knowledge and the wisdom of God. Psalm 133, 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. My friends, with the world in absolute upheaval and so many shocking events taking place so rapidly, many believers have asked themselves, how could they have missed what was coming? Or how could they have not seen things more clearly or sooner? Understand this, evil has always just been one breath away in the earth. It just puts on different forms and personalities and masks in order to trick people or to deceive them into solving problems through intellectualism, through scientific projections and theories, and also through religious structures that prohibit freedom in Christ for all. Remember that Satan goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Most people are devoured by looking to news articles and trending narratives in order to make sense of chaos or to make sense of experiences that they are having. We as believers are being called to ascend into a place of great fellowship with the Lord. That's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us our reputations at times. It's going to cost us relationships. It's going to cost us financially. And it's going to cost us how much time we spend entertaining ourselves. I've seen many believers put on a new form of self-protective rigidity in their faith, actually shunning or distancing themselves from anyone who does not meet their standard of structure or approach to serving Christ. This is actually a form of secret pride in thinking personal holiness and personal reverence is allowed to be selective. I would like to say that when you are desperate enough to serve the Lord at all costs, you don't have a whole lot of time to pigeonhole people. If you find yourself discriminating against someone who isn't as zealous as you are, or who tends to be a verbal processor, or perhaps even someone who is very stoic, most likely you will be hindered from being allowed to enter this new plane and place of travel with the Lord. I like how the Passion Translation addresses this in John 7.24. Stop judging based on the superficial. First, you must embrace the standards of mercy and truth. The Lord is looking for unity. He is looking for like-mindedness. He's looking for humility and an anticipation of being able to speak and direct his people in the up-and-coming fresh move of his power in the earth among mankind. One thing I know for sure, the Lord is looking for vessels who know how to honor and respect as well as fear the Lord. Those who reverence Him and in doing so, reverence those that God has placed in their lives to form a bond of unity with, no matter how unique and different each individual is. The body of Christ has always been encouraged and challenged by the Holy Spirit to come up higher to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. That's Revelation 3.22. So, if the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us to come up higher and has something to tell us, then the Spirit of the Lord is also telling us there are things that we will need to be saying and speaking after we receive instructions about them. These instructions can only be pure and concise after we have spent time in intercession, in the prayer room, in an alcove, seated with Christ, in heavenly places. We need to buckle up and prepare in prayer for the things God is about to lay out to us in instructions. But we also have to understand that there will be warfare and discouragement and accusations that will come during this time of being secluded and called to prayer. 
Satan does not give up ground easily. And if you will recall, when Jesus was in the wilderness, he was being sent by the Spirit of the Lord to be set aside for a time of prayer and fasting. And the enemy was relentless in attempting to wear him down and break him. Jesus gave us the model to an ascended life. And what that means is that we must get alone with the Father. We get into a place of secluded intercession as we ascend to meet with Him in prayer. Life is not easy for those who choose to separate themselves and answer the upward calling of Christ. But life is exciting and rewarding as we serve Him with our eyes fixed upon the eternal, long-term results. Philippians 3.14 says this, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. The one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is upward, what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to attain the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And all of us who are mature should embrace this point of view. And if you think differently about some issue, God will reveal this to you as well. I'd like to pray with you before we close. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you speak to your people, that you speak to your prophets, you speak to those who listen to you, speak to your people, that we have an inward witness. We have the place where your spirit speaks spirit to spirit. And I ask now, Father, that those that are listening will hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to them, that they will accept the call upward in intercession, putting aside distractions, trying to search the internet for answers, trying to listen to every program on TV to bring some kind of resolve or peace. Father, show them that there is a place hidden in you where you begin to instruct them. Help them to steward their time right now with you. Show them how to do that by guiding them and directing them into that place of prayer. Father, I ask that everyone listening to this today would hear the sound of the Spirit of God calling them, come up higher, come into a greater place of unity in the body. Lay aside what you think is the way things should be done and inquire of the Spirit of the Lord. Father, reveal to them that you are about ready to step out onto a platform in their lives and give them instruction and guidance and assignments in this current time when the world is in upheaval, you send us out into the world, into the darkness, as light. I bless everyone listening today, Father, in the name that is higher and higher and higher than any other name in the earth, and that is the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, who is God. Thank you, Father, for your presence and your instruction. We thank you that you speak to your people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I encourage you to share it with others who need to have a word of encouragement and a word of inspiration. And once again, there are podcasts that you can listen to at my website at www.marylindo.com. There is also links to my video, mentoring, assistance for those that need to be mentored and encouraged when you're coming out of difficult times. And there's inspiration um, on many different kinds of locations on my site. And please just go, just feast on the things that God has to say to you. I want to say thank you again to those of you who sent some beautiful little notes and cards again that received a few emails of encouragement. And I just love hearing from people that are in love with the presence of God and in love with the Savior. 
and it encourages me to continue serving him in the avenue um, that he's called me to. And I would like to say hello to my brothers and sisters in Malaysia who have been um, listening. And I just thank you so much for tuning in and letting God speak to you and uh, those that are in Japan. I'm excited to see that you're listening. And uh, there's some in Peru and some down in Zambia. And what a joy to know that the Lord takes something you say and carries it across the airwaves to other foreign countries. And、um, I don't know how he gets it all out there, but he certainly is a creative God. And I'll just go with whatever he has. I bless you today in the name of Jesus, and I look forward to our time together on my next podcast. Goodbye for now.